0: Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 307 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. This episode is called Infernal Horoscope. It is May 14, 2021, and this is Jen. And I'm going to briefly go over my week in gaming because I I have been putting up videos on bookofjen.net. I've got like three Diablo Immortal videos, and I've got a couple more no, I think I, put, I have all of my Diablo 3 videos up on Book of Gen. The next spot they're going to go is to Book of Gen YouTube, so it'll be over there, and I just recorded another Diablo Immortal the other day. So that's where I'm at. In Diablo Immortal, I hit level 30, and I'm playing a Crusader, and in Diablo 3, I'm playing a barbarian who isn't quite at 60 yet because, uh, as you may recall, I was playing a necromancer that got defeated by the lag boss over and over again. So I switched to a barbarian, and that seems to be going pretty well. So that's pretty much all I have to say about that, really. And the rest is in my videos if you care to check them out. I'm going to start with the, the title of this episode, infernal horoscope if you're on twitter you may have noticed this i assume maybe they did this on facebook i'm not sure i don't do facebook so i i don't know but you've probably heard you know or read different websites or different like news sites or magazines or whatever doing horoscopes where they just you know make up something for every month and You know, you go and check it and it's supposed to reveal whatever to you that you think it means and that sort of thing. Well, the Diablo account did this in like the most Diablo way I could possibly think of. And it started, uh, it's a a thread and it started with this. Do you know your time of birth? Then we may know your time of death. Embrace your infernal horoscope. And there's two little like flame emojis around it. (laughs) And the text is the Diablo 3 kind of, or well, I guess it goes back further than that. The text you'd see for Diablo games, you know, with like the O's with the little cross in them and all that kind of stuff. And every, every single one has something snarky to say about it. And I'm really impressed with whoever is running the Diablo account because it's just so snarky and so fitting of you know maybe it's supposed to be diablo talking to you or something and i love it it's just so full of flavor and story and just goofiness and it's just a wonderful combination of things so just to pick out a couple of these here that were really short for virgo it says you keep a clean home sorry we're about to splatter it in your blood And then there's another one pisces you wear your heart on your sleeve at least that's where we left it after the slaughter. Slaughter, And it's all like that, you know? <laughs> so you can go look up yours and, and laugh at it and, and all of this. And some of them are in a red background and some are on green and some are on blue. They're in groups of four. And it's just kind of funny because to me, like, the horoscope things that everybody has in, like, I don't know, when I was a kid, they were in teen magazines. And they always were about, like, who you have a crush on and if that's going to work and all this kind of nonsense and you could still find horoscopes online for things and different like sort of magazine websites will have them once in a while and and I just think they're kind of silly but this like I've never seen someone try to do horoscopes based around a Diablo game before so I thought that was entertaining but I'll leave you to go find out what uh what your death will be like depending on your star sign or whatever this is so it's just something to to do it's just kind of fun and then they did this other thing diablo has been posting on the twitter account little drawings of some of the enemies in the game and they highlighted the treasure goblins at some point well they highlighted them again uh on may 13th and so you can see like this you know sort of black and white drawing on a tan background and it's got two treasure goblins in there and a pile of loot with a sword in it and that kind of thing and the diablo account says we have discovered something troubling treasure goblins have hidden within some of our past posts find the filth and bring them to us so that we may be they may be punished for their treachery and so you have to go through like some of the previous posts of the diablo account and find the little hidden treasure goblins and people have been sending them in and circling them in the uh the thing where they found them and stuff like that and it's it's in a number of things that they've been posting i'm not sure how many there are and i have no idea if you win anything at all by finding them but people are doing it i think people are hoping they'll get something good but i don't know i really don't know like what they're going to get from this but a number of people have been posting like the same stuff as other people have and and some are just being silly with it of course because you can so that's kind of a neat thing. And then the other thing that was posted today, uh, May 14, is one more thing from the Diablo account. And I I figure whoever's behind this is having a hell of a lot of fun with these things. So this, this time they tweeted, Is your child's worship for the Dark Lord hiding in plain sight? And it's got two little sort of posters. And they're in... Uh, the tan color you'd see for like some of the other artsy stuff and at the top it's in red text and then it says other stuff. So the first one says PARENTS in all red and in all caps with an exclamation point on the top of it. It says, does your teen kiss the cloven hooves of the Dark Lord? And then the second one says, look out for the warning signs. Are they using these acronyms? And you've probably seen things that either are goofing around or are actually trying to be serious about this, where they're like taking um, different little acronyms you would use in, you know, texting or, you know, writing tweets or whatever and changing them to something else. And I just, I think it's hysterical. So LOL, they've decided is love our Lilith. NSFW, not safe for work, which I thought was hysterically funny when I read that the first time. HWB, hanging with bail. BTW, break the world stone. IDK, I denounce cool. And TY, Tyriel. yikes. And so this is supposedly, you know, what parents can look for to see if their child is, you know, worshipping the Dark Lord. And I think it's funny again, because it feels very on target for the Diablo gaming series. But I'm also worried that someone who doesn't know about this stuff, um, who doesn't you know, play video games or have their kids playing video games, or someone who is of the type of religion that uh, tends to focus on things having to do with demons and maybe doesn't fact check very far is probably going to like this is going to end up in one of their pamphlets somewhere someday, you know, and we'll all have a good laugh about it because we know it's just from a game. I mean, you know, so that's, uh, that's what the Diablo account's been doing lately. And there's one more. That was on uh, earlier on May 10th, actually, and it's called the Lord of Hatred's Gameplay Tips. So the Lord of Hatred is Mephisto, who is Lilith's father. And, you know, of course, Mephisto is not going to give you good advice. So there's like six tips in here about what you should do to, um, you know, make sure that you... Uh, you know, use these tips. May they serve you well. And like one of them is armor your follower in the worst gear you can find. They must know their place. And just all this other stuff like you wouldn't do, you know. Number three is if you're a necromancer using corpse explosion, use your own corpse first. And it just goes from there. And it's just like I could see like the character Mephisto just like telling you these things to go do. Like, yeah, go do that. It's great. "Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. You know, (laughs) sending you off and. To death or whatever yeah there's been a couple of podcast episodes that our diablo podcasts released this week and one of them is from west march workshop episode number 209 they've called it we're immortals it was posted two days ago you can see it as a video on twitch which is Westmore or Blizz Pro it's actually Blizz Pro but it's the Westmarch workshop podcast and so you can check that out and see what uh, was talked about with Immortals I assume it's going to be largely about the Diablo Immortal closed alpha um, so you can check that out. And Hearthstone to Hell has released episode 24. And in this one, Shazam talks about his gaming in Diablo Immortal and the Rite of Exile event uh, from this Sunday. Now, the description of Hearthstone to Hell when it started was a Diablo and World of Warcraft podcast. But it has changed to a Diablo and Path of Exile podcast. And I think that's great because I feel like those two games kind of mesh together better than Diablo and Warcraft do. And I know um, Shazam's been playing Path of Exile in the past. He's played Diablo. He's probably playing them both. So I think it'd be really cool to have, like, the show focused a little bit tighter on an audience that would probably play both. And I think that's a cool idea. But you could get episode 24. It's about 42 minutes long, and it posted about four days ago. You've probably heard of Carbot. They make funny little animations about all kinds of video games. And I thought that they were doing... The Diablo 2 stuff a while back and then stopped but I was wrong because I thought they stopped around 12 or something for some reason but they just released episode 21 on May 8th and this one is as you'd expect you know the same little uh cartoony characters trying to fight a big bad in a dungeon and all the noises from the game and it's it's just I don't know how they got it that well but it's it's great to hear those noises fit in the into the animation and stuff like that, and it's it's kind of cool. I'm sure there's going to be more, uh, but there's that one. That one you can catch on YouTube. And everything I'm talking about in today's episode is going to be in the show notes at ChatteredSoulstone.com, so you can find it all there very easily if you'd like to. There's also um, talking about Diablo Immortal. Um, I've posted uh, or I talked about at least a clip from Heather Nielsen who's been playing Diablo Immortal and is a Twitch streamer. She has a little clip where she's going through Westmarch and she noticed that like there's a couple by the fountain and one of them wants to get married. And the woman he's saying, why don't you marry me? And I'm paraphrasing doesn't appear to be interested because she says something like, you already know my father won't let me, you know, that kind of thing. And then there's another couple off to the side that I completely missed in all my walkthroughs of Westmarch so far. And it seems like the guy is asking this girl to go get a drink with him and she's just not interested. And and, uh, the way Heather described it was pretty interesting. So go check it out. It's a Twitch clip. It won't take you long to do. And it's just kind of, it's the little things sometimes in this game, Diablo Immortal, that... Makes such a difference it does feel to you know kind of branch off here a little bit from the tiny little clip because you know clips are small they have to be the west march area to me does feel very populated but not cluttered and there are like little things going on around you like there's a little girl i think it's a little girl maybe it's a little boy that goes bouncing along and bounces around like it, they're kind of skipping or jumping and they go like around one of the lampposts and then they cross the street again and go around the other lamppost And there was a kid looking for her kitten. There's, you know, people just milling around and that kind of stuff. And I like that they populated the town with people and not just like people you have to go to, to get something crafted or to get a gem put in a socket or things like that. It's like, it feels like there's you know a lot of real people and it's not sparse at all even if you're playing at like a weird hour and very few people are on or something like that there's a whole like world of people in there just in west marsh and i'm sure it'll continue on throughout other parts of the game and comparing that with diablo 3 like when diablo 3 launched in like 2012 there was you know your character and um if you played with the group then those people were with you, and there were some vendors that you could sell things to or buy things from in the different towns, and there was was an inn and a couple of NPCs that you'd go to for quests, and that was it. You didn't have, like, people just living their lives in the game, and I think that's a step up from what Diablo 3 was when it started now granted that was a lot of years ago when that game came out and things changed a bit when um Diablo uh Reaper Souls came out and you could have followers and stuff like that but I like that there's like these little stories in Diablo Immortal already now this is the closed alpha so things can change but I just think it's neat that they're putting in these little touches that they didn't have to it's just a mobile game right and it's got all this stuff so I'm constantly impressed by the game there is an article that was posted by Pure Diablo. It's a short thing from the forums. It's an article oh, It's an article on IGN. Did I already talk about this? I wonder. This one was posted on May 6th. My last show was the 7th, so I probably already talked about it already. But if not, if you missed it or something, uh, there's an article on IGN called How Diablo 2 is Changing on its Path to Resurrection While Staying True to Its Roots. I think I did talk about it last time. But if not, it's an entertaining article, so you might want to see about that if you missed it. Maxroll has a bunch of stuff going on as it always does, and one of the things that it has going on is uh, titled "Let me see if I can bring that up." There it is. Okay, so damage multipliers and thorns explained. This is written by Chewing Nom, who fairly recently joined Maxroll, as far as I can tell. And there's a whole article here about what that stuff is and what it does and how you want to use it and different, you know, for different classes and different. Uh, you know, class overviews on it. There's a video, there's all this stuff. And it's just, it's a ton of numbers and a lot of description. And this is the kind of stuff that I really can't do because I just don't kind of think that way. So it's always nice to see these things written out in a way that maybe if I read it a couple times, I'd pick up on some of it. So it's kind of neat. And so it describes thorns and kind of, you know, how to get that going and what they do. And then you can like pick a certain class and, See how that would work on that class and things like that. So that's one of the things they've got going on right now. Um, They've also got, let's see, uh, the rest are a little bit earlier than that, but that's the newest one is the 11th. There was one on the 10th, May 10th, uh, written by Facefoot, and it's the Challenge Rift Guide for NA slash EU walkthrough, and that's under the resources category. So if you're going to do that Challenge Rift, you might want to check this out, and then you'll know what to do when you get there. Pure Diablo's been doing a whole bunch of stuff, and I've been, I tend to retweet these things on the Shattered Soulstone Twitter account just to, you know, so everybody can check it out. They've been doing these, like, close-ups of the monsters in Diablo 2, and Diablo 2 Resurrected with their animations and things like that, so they've got a bunch of different blog posts that highlight some of the characters and talk about them a little bit, and talk about the character models and things like that. So if you want to just really get a good look at what the characters look like kind of close up and how they move and and this sort of thing, that's the place to go because they've really been working on that a lot. They do it looks like they do like two characters and or NPCs and or monsters possibly um in each and there's been there's been a few of those. So that's kind of neat to look at and Uh, There's one article that says a look at all 32 updated Diablo 2 resurrected item set visuals. And that was from April. But if you haven't seen it yet, and you're you know wondering about that that's still there. There's just a ton of stuff on here and I think it's re- really cool. They also have a fact of the day at the top and this one's about the barbarian and I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but it says the barbarian is the only class that has appeared in all the Diablo games if you include Easter eggs, parentheses Hellfire and Diablo 4 will be no different and it goes from there. So it's just it's kind of neat fact of the day kind of stuff in this sort of thing. If you are inclined to maybe go to Pride Fest in June, I think it's June, Blizzard has you covered. They have t-shirts with the Blizzard logo in rainbow colors, and there's um, there's a women's t-shirt, a men's t-shirt, and then there's a, like a hoodie, a black hoodie. They're all black background, as far as I can tell. Those are the only options. The hoodie's more expensive than the rest, obviously, but the other two are about $24.99 each. And I don't know how long they're going to have these. The interesting thing about this, and I'll have to go dig up the tweet because I forgot to tag it into my list of things to talk about here. But there is a viewpoint from many people that when you start seeing big companies start saying, oh, look, here's our pride gear or here's our support for people that are LGBTQ, you know, plus that what they're really trying to do is get your money. And they don't necessarily, it doesn't automatically mean, oh, that company is friendly. Okay, cool. It doesn't necessarily mean that in all cases. But what happened here is, from what I remember, and I'll I'll dig up the tweet for the show notes, someone who works at Blizzard that was working on these shirts, and possibly a group of others as well, got together and they were like, well, we'd really like the fans to have access to this too. And it was driven by the people that work there and kind of worked on the shirts and you know want to wear the shirts and wanted ever you know the rest of us to go get them if we'd like to it's not just blizzard trying to say oh let's look like we're cool with this because They've been cool with this before. You know, they have a section, or they did at least in the past. Last BlizzCon I went to physically was 2018. And they had a whole area for people to come and just chill. And some of it was, um, you know, if you had physical or mental disabilities in some way, it was a place that was quieter than the whole floor with all the games and people running around and stuff like that. But it was also highlighting a place that's safe for people who are LGBTQ to come to. And there were like stickers that had like the blizzard logo on it with like rainbow colors and stuff like that and it was just very welcoming so blizzard kind of does this they're not you know faking it like some other companies might be and if you're into wearing one of those shirts you can pick them up the the hoodie is 64.99 And it's, you know, long sleeves, got the big pocket in the front, a hood, all of that. And then the t-shirts, there's a men's t-shirt and a a woman's t-shirt. I tend to buy the men's t-shirts because they fit better, in my opinion. They're sturdier. Typically, they cost less, but they cost the same as the women's one. You know, whatever works. And so there's that. And then you'll have something fun to wear to Pride if you go, depending on what's open, wherever you live based on COVID. Um, It's just something fun. They've got some other stuff in here that has nothing to do with Pride, but I thought it was a neat, interesting little story that this was this was driven, like putting this in the shop, the Blizzard gear shop was driven by people who were working on this and work for Blizzard. It's not the company trying to look cool or whatever. It's just what Blizzard does. And the last thing I'm going to go through real quick. Blizzard has been posting a lot of these little helpful articles in case your game is kind of broken or something like that happens. They've talked about uh, I think last time I talked about don't multibox for World of Warcraft or Probably classic as well, I would guess, if you can do that, even. Um, they don't want people doing that because it's, you know, they just don't anymore. So that's something they've talked about. Like if your game is lagged or frozen or gives you a black screen, what you could do about that. This one's about account hacking and it was published, it was updated apparently two weeks ago. There's a list of little logos for relevant products and it's everything that Blizzard and Activision do. And so the common problems are account compromised, all items missing, or password changed. And so here's what Blizzard says to do if something like this has happened to you. If you think your battle.net account has been hacked, follow the steps below to regain access to your account and prevent future compromises. 1. Secure your computer. There's a link to that so there's probably more information about how to do that. And then it says to avoid being hacked again after you've regained access. Now that makes sense, you know, make sure your computer is all good because otherwise somebody can hack it again. And there's should it looks like there's some instructions if you click a link to Figure out what those are. Once you've secured your computer, submit a ticket to recover your account. And while customer support reviews your case and restores access to your account, review the following common methods hackers use to steal your account. And it says, um, let's see. I don't see the actual common methods here. There's not a link for that that I'm looking at. It says, after reviewing your case, customer service will ask you to add a battle.net authenticator. The battle.net authenticator is the best security feature to keep your battle.net account safe from hackers. And you can select an option to learn more about how to protect your account from hackers. And it's everything from reusing usernames and passwords, malicious websites, malicious add-ons, fishing, gold sellers and leveling services which you should never believe in ever and account sharing sometimes can cause this problem too. The battle.net thing has the battle.net thing's been around for a very long time. It started out as a little like keychain thing and you'd go to log into and, you know World of Warcraft like before Diablo 3 was out, you'd log into World of Warcraft and give you a number, you'd have to type those in after typing your your uh, whatever email your account was connected to and whatever the password happened to be, you'd get that You type it in, you'd be all good to play. And the the Battle.net Authenticator was what protected people's accounts. There was a time when they were doing, um, you know, get an Authenticator and you get this special pet. And I think it was like one of these pets made out of fire or something. I can't remember explicitly which one it was, but it was something like that to encourage people to do this. And it is my understanding that there's like an app version of this, maybe you can put on your phone or something like that. So it's just something to think about because anyone can get hacked if they, you know, do things in a way that opens them up to, to hacking. And like phishing is one of those things where like even big companies, you know, if they get an account, like someone sends a phishing email and they think it looks legit, they click on a link to somewhere and that gives the, the hacker essentially access to all this stuff. You don't want to do that. So, you know, be real careful about where you're getting your add-ons from for different you know, Blizzard games and other games in general, and maybe get the, uh, Battle.net Authenticator, I've had one forever, and I've never had a problem. Just things to know about, just in case. And I think that's probably all I have to talk about this time. I don't know how long I've been babbling on about this, but here we are. And I will be, as I said, putting my Diablo 3 videos and my Diablo Immortal videos up on uh, my YouTube at Book of Jen. And I'll link to where you can find them on the Book of Gen website. If you don't want to go to YouTube, that's fine. And there'll be more to come. And I think that's probably everything I can think of at this moment. You have been listening to episode 307 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page as well as on the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook, facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. You can also leave a comment on the Shattered Soulstone website. Thank you for listening.